think of cooler animal. I think a cooler bird call. A hawk. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> yes, thank you. That's way cooler than a quack. You can't laugh, right? I'm Jeff Samuelson, and I approve this message. Welcome to this week's episode of The Birdcast, where our mission is to empower teachers to develop innovative lessons that create powerful learning experiences for every student that walks into a Birdville ISD school. In this episode, we will hear from teachers in Birdville ISD share engaging ways to prep students for STAR and how to escape the packet. Welcome to The Birdcast. So we've got a lot of really exciting things coming up here from the Birdville Nest. On July 14th, our Ed Camp is back on at Smithfield Elementary. So be on the lookout for some registration information about Ed Camp. And we also have our end of year digital learning celebration, AKA the Roadshow Refill, that we're excited to announce will be happening at the end of May. We're planning on having some wonderful celebrations and lots of critical thinking happening to just kind of celebrate the end to this awesome year. And it will include both secondary and elementary teachers. So make sure you keep a lookout for some information on the Roadshow Refill. All right. Good morning. We have Kara Beth Burmeister here with us today. She is a fifth grade math extraordinaire teacher at Watauga Elementary School. And she's going to talk to us today about her STAR boot camp. Good morning, Kara Beth. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. It's glad, I'm so glad to get to be here and have this conversation with you. Good. We are too. We're very excited. We also have Dr. Ashley Spencer here with us. Good morning, Ashley. Good morning. Yeah. All right. So Kara Beth, would you start off just kind of let us know what a typical day in boot camp land is like for your fifth graders? Sure, it's important to me to tell you that we started off with the data so that we could make the decisions that drove what it was that we did each day. Um, With that, we have certain groupings. So in my Canvas, they pop open their Canvas for the day. They'll see in their math module portion, there's um, a little slide deck and it has, you know, so-and-so starts at this station, another person goes to this station, another person goes to this station, and these people go to this station. And so they already kind of have a big idea and they've been doing this all year already. So they're very familiar with the protocol and the expectations. I mean, this isn't something that I've just been like, hey, throw it in there. Last year, we totally did that and it still worked. There were just some learning curves behind expectations with, um, when Ms. Furmeister is in small group table time, sorry, do not disturb because we're focused. Um, with that, they then take a look. They have um, some of them will start at my teacher table. Some of them will start at their um, small group for the technology. Like there's a, a technology portion of it. Um, this year, we're going to also incorporate a more hands-on because we felt like that was really lacking last year. And so we're going to make sure and bring and really push and bring that back. Then at the, whenever they finish with that little portion of it, they go in and they do a quick little reflection um, or they have a little exit ticket or something along those lines. And then they, we shift and they move to their next station. That at the very end, they'll have Like whenever they go in, they'll see, oh, this teak is low for me. And if this teak is low for me, I only have these two options to start with if I'm not at teacher time. Um, If they have 
uh, a higher, like they're in the 80% mastery or higher, then they have the option to do these extension tasks or pieces as well. Um, and we, at the very beginning of all this, I sort of run down, hey, these are some things you need to look at. These are some things that I want you to pay attention to go. And then I start with my table time and they start with their groupings and then we shift. And so then I'll get the, the second lowest group will come and um, join my teacher table time and then shift to the next. And we just keep doing that. Um, <laughs> then we flip over to science and we go go for that. <laughs> I love that. So you said um, that they will look and see if I'm low in this teak, I go, you know, I have to do these extra tasks. What data are they looking at to know if they're low in the teak? Um, so throughout the year, we've been using their data folders, and so they're familiar with their data and understanding what the expectations for those are. When we get to this point, we'll combine their interim data and their mock um, data, combine that, and then they'll actually put that into their they on their because they have their own personal slide deck and on that they have their own personal set of data and they know hey oh no i'm too low in 5.2 b that wasn't a strength for me um and on that little there's literally a, a graph and they just bubble it in and this is what it was before and then this is what it was whenever they scored on their boot camp because the exit ticket it forces them to go back and go oh i made it 80 percent and i started off at a 20 percent whenever i was doing the before and so they can see their growth i can see their growth we can have that conversation with their family i know where i need to regroup re-spiral redo whatever for whatever else is coming up <laughs> Okay, so if I was low in, I don't know, I'm going to choose one, 5.2B. Okay. Okay, so I would have to have an extra station or two for that particular teak. You start off, so if you're lower in that section, we have a, you either start at the table with me if it's super low, or you start off with the, there's a video through either Khan Academy, uh, which they access through their Canvas, or um, there are some other videos that were a little bit more succinct, just due to the timing um, that we incorporate. And then they go through and they get a little bit of practice with it before they either come to the teacher table or go on to their next station kind of thing. They have that option. They can also do um, Education Galaxy because I have a liftoff for some of them are required to do the liftoff or the Education Galaxy instead because that has been functioning better for them the whole entire time and it can keep them more focused because um, some of them otherwise they would watch the video and be like do 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 and not get any of the practice done and that's not okay with me definitely <laughs> accountability there I love them, though. <laughs> well we are fifth graders so yes, we are. <laughs> we're still 10 and 11 year olds it's okay yes well i think you're the reason that you're so successful in station work and the differentiation works so well and the self-guided is because you spend so much time with classroom management in the beginning and teaching expectations and the culture that you've cultivated in your classroom is incredible like they they know what their expectations are and they all are supportive of one another in our self driven like it's just amazing to watch. So I just wanted to give you some kudos on that because if you don't have that already in place, none of the other stuff works, right? It could be yeah, it could be challenging. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. But they're they're just ex as excited to learn and to grow as as I'm as, as excited for them to learn and to grow. So that's that's really important. Um, but again, that started on day one with them owning more of their growth 
It's not about what I do or don't do. It's about how we get you there and how you do what you do and show what you know kind of thing. Absolutely. Okay, so what I'm hearing is look, I look at my data as a student and I have these certain goals that I have to meet. So in planning for all of that, <laughs> are there, yeah, are there <laughs> stations for each TEAK? Talk so to us start, about planning. We start with the readiness standards. All of those are incorporated. Uh, as, so as a team, um, so like my one of my other teachers, she has her data. One of my other my other team teacher, she has her data. We've already come come together and talked about, OK, this one was really low. This one was really low and this one was really low. These were really high. These were really high and these were really high. Or let's say um, so um, Arlinda Dowdy, let's say that Dowdy's was really high in this one. Dowdy, what did you do for this? We need to replicate this. Oh, crud, this one totally didn't work for my class. It was really low. Um, what ideas have you guys got? Let's do something that was more successful in planning out those particular stations. And then in picking which ones, we start with whichever ones. Um, so in looking at the, there's a test blueprint that you can find online for the star and that sort of directs, okay, you're gonna have about this many questions on this, about this many questions on this, about this. And so that also comes into play and drives how much time we do or don't spend on each particular thing. If if there's only gonna, sorry, if there's only going to be one question, it's not as going to get as much uh, attention as some some of the others that there's like six or seven questions related to those. There's always a teak that comes up and it's like, it's not important. It's so important though, because it's filtered in everything. And so we, if the data was low in reference to that, we always build or slide that one in as well. And we've got, um, we only do about two weeks. So with that, we also have to pick and choose that also unfortunately drives, because honestly, I'd rather spend more time teaching than reviewing. This is just a one last chance to get that in there and, and get going. It's not, oh, let's try and teach this now. For some of them, it feels that way, but they've got this. <laughs> we'll get them there. Ashley, do you have something you want to ask? Sure. Um, I love how intentional and purposeful you are with everything that you're planning. It's not a packet of paper. It's not a cookie cutter that everybody's getting the same thing. So you've really thought about how to differentiate and meet the needs of all of your kids. You said you have about a two week time frame. So are they in boot camp every day for two weeks or what does that time frame look like? How much time are they spending in boot camp? Um, so because I'm a fifth grade teacher, I also I teach the science one as well. This year we may even go to three weeks. We'll have to see how that works. But we were going to do like three days of math, two days of science, or this week of math, this week of math, and this week of science. I mean, like we were trying to find a nice flow. And I think what our team sort of decided on was that we were going to do three of, of math and then two of science. And then that would allow us to do things like the science and then the science labs smooshed together because we in our boot camp sometimes we have math and math labs too which is like more intensive um if you've got a kiddo that's really rolling with the extension to break that off when they're like growing and blowing i don't i you know you don't want to to mess with that uh not in a bad way anyway <laughs> sometimes you want to keep pushing them a little keep thinking babe <laughs> yeah for sure 
And I like that you mentioned the extension kids because those kids still need to grow too. So even let's say they 100% of the teeth, they're a genius child and it's great. They still have room to grow. So I love that you're not having them just sit to the side and you're only working with the kids who are struggling. Everybody's getting something from the boot camp, So they're all learning and growing at the same time. Yes. And you would be surprised how many kids work so, so hard so they can get to, like they're even more motivated to get through those first two little parts, either the with me time or the next time so that they can get to the extension um, for even my kiddos that scored a little lower because that's what happens is, okay, first session, this was successful with me. Second session, this was successful on independently. Third session, okay, now, now you get to go ahead and try out the extension as well. And it was really cool because like last year, some kids that I was like, oh, you totally rocked that. We need to do it. Man, I wish that I'd done this sooner. So, I mean, and we tried out more of those things this year. Like I didn't make that mistake again. So yeah, it sounds like they're very engaged in the boot camp. Is there anything special that you do to get them excited and engaged about it? Or are they just naturally pumped about boot camp? Um I have kind of a goofy personality to begin with and um, I'm excited about it. I guess it still goes back to as a, as an educator, you're the thermometer in the room. And even though secretly I may or may not like input and output tables and I don't really care about input and output tables. <gasps> Did you know the output input and output tables are the best thing on the whole entire planet? Oh my stars. Let's do this. Okay. <laughs> So yeah. in, setting, in setting that and creating things that are based on their interests in the boot camp itself. Um, last year, um, Among Us was really big at the time. So we had kind of a theme with that and our amazing technology team went in and built out and themed out. Like they totally blinged us out and, and helped us create the data. That was the other cool part of the data was um, whenever they do their exit ticket, it instantly populated another spreadsheet. And so we could see who was on the leaderboard for, oh, you totally rocked this, rocked this, rocked this. And so they got to earn each of the little tokens. And so that's part of the motivation as well. And then if you earn a certain number of tokens, um, then you have the ability to do Fun Friday. And Fun Friday, um, you get to visit the snack cart or whatever. And we just have, um, some kids prefer snacks, some kids prefer a little trinket or toy kind of thing. And they get to pick from one of those two things. Um, and then the big, big, big one at the very end, our principals uh, and our assistant principals bring down the snack cart. And so that's like a huge big thing because they take the time out and they, then the kids go strutting down the hall, like I'm going to the principal snack cart. And so they're all excited about it. It's so cute. Like that's one of my favorite parts is that last Friday, whenever they're like, look at all that I've grown, because that's literally what they're saying to not only their peers, but, you know, the principals that are like, you know, check this out. I, I was so awesome that I got to, to, to come visit you and see you in the hall on the snack cart. Well, I'll tell you, I got to come in last year when you were um, in the middle of boot camp, and one of your kids just volunteered to walk me through her spreadsheet or her, Melanie? Uh, all her data. She just like <laughs> pulled it up. And I'm telling you, the reason I bring this up is because she did not tell me my favorite part is that I get to go get snacks or that I get stickers or badges or anything like that. She loved the activities and she loved that she could track her growth and that she was making 
making that growth. Like that was what was motivating her. It wasn't the snacks. So I wanted you to know that, you know, your kids aren't extrinsically motivated anymore. They are so motivated by their goals and that data. And it's really, and and, and I know that what you say is truth because when they come up to you in the middle of recess and they're like, you know, I still don't feel real confident about what we were working on today. And I think I need some more time. Can I come in in the morning before school? I'm like, yeah, sure. Come on down. I've got cereal already set up for you if you want some. And then we can retackle whatever it was that that they didn't still feel successful with. Or Miss Furmeister, you're gonna have to go see. I totally earned my da, 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 because I rocked it with whatever. You did? That's so awesome. I can't wait. Just I mean, so yeah. yeah. That's amazing. I mean, that's that's exactly what we want. There's so much fun. And that's yeah. why I do what I do. Those moments, those little aha, like, oh, I did it, I got it. And the little th- party that they throw themselves. <laughs> yes. Because you party too. I mean, oh, they, they got that from you for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I appreciate you taking some time with us and you are doing incredible things with your children. And I wish I was in your class every day. We are always welcome. <laughs> and I know there are going to be some teachers that are going to reach out to you. We're okay. all in the middle of planning boot camp right now. So um, this is Carabeth Burmeister, if you didn't catch it in the beginning. And she is amazing and supportive and will help you with whatever you need. Um, so I just wanted to say thanks again. And just shoot me an email. I'll send you whatever I've got. And thank you guys so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. And it was great to have a fun conversation in the morning. I don't yeah. get to geek out like this with, <laughs> with my husband. He's not so much. Hey everyone, it is Ryan here, and I am with Kristen Lightoff at Northridge Middle School. Kristen and I had the opportunity to teach math together for about six different years, and now Kristen is doing some more electives. But while we were teaching together, she made a phenomenal online star review for her eighth grade math class, and I wanted to share a little bit about that with you guys. So with that, we're going to get started. All right, so Kristen, you built this online, I guess we call it a star review packet, but it's Mm -hmm. totally digital, right? Yes. So what, tell me a little bit about that. So I created with kind of some insight with my team. I talked to them to figure out what we wanted to do. We knew we were trying to move to more digital instead of paper, you know, saving the copies, those kind of things. And it just happened to fall right before we went into our um, 18 month spring break (laughs) was what it felt like. But um, we created, it was a PowerPoint presentation. We did it. uh, I did three different sections of it. It's a digital notebook. Um, divided it out between week one, week two, week three. They had five different teaks that they were going through. Um, it's just set up. It looks like a writer's journal. Um, when you change the pages, it's got the stripes and everything, has a table of contents. But we had a great mastery path with them. They started out with what the teak is. They took a mini quiz. If they made a 90 or above on the quiz, then they took a very different path. If they scored below a 90, they had to go to a remediation path. And it wasn't because we didn't feel an 80 was good enough. It was just there had to have been some kind of an issue. And we wanted to make sure that we were addressing the issue. So it's all laid out nice and neat. It was easy clicks straight from just the table of contents page. So So for those of you that I know you can't see this since you're listening to this, 
But more or less what Kristen did is she took her star review packet that we've used forever mm -hmm. and she made it digital to make it easier and more manageable for herself as well as the students. Is that a safe way to say Yes. That? And it, it was a lot easier to put the quizzes online. I didn't have to hand grade them because it graded them immediately when they we did it in a Google a Google form. And so immediately when it came through, I knew what was right and wrong. Um, we conditional formatted the the answer choices. And so. I knew immediately what they did and I could tell them like, hey, Jack, I need you to, you're going to go to assignment one or, you know, Annette, I need you to go ahead and do the, the um, reteach lesson. So it was all set up nice and neat. And it was, like I said, quick, good yeah. 10 minutes. <laughs> Which is what every teacher is looking for is something <laughs> right, quicker for sure. to, to make more time. Um, do you think that by having it all digital and pre-created, it gave you more time to work with your lower level students that really needed the one-on-one -on -one or the small group teacher time while your other students had the time to kind of govern themselves? 100%. Um, being able for them to take the quiz and me get results back and all of that taking place in real time, I was able to like separate out. And it was like, all right, I need you to go to table five and you go to table one. You go to table five, you go to table one. You go to table seven, you go to table one. And I was able to work with the kids that were sitting at table one. We went through the reteach assignments together. Then they actually took another quiz to see, um, did they make any progress? And more times than not, it, they went from whatever their previous grade was that you, they showed improvement. So it seemed to work a lot better, but it was, like I said, it was, it was just, it was quick. Yeah. It was real quick. And so it was nice. I enjoyed it. It was the easiest part of <laughs> teaching for the year for sure. Yeah, that part that we're always stressing about because we don't <laughs> want to do the test or we're scared about our scores. Right. Okay, so here's what I know everyone's thinking though. Did you see the same type of scores that you're used to? And I know we're not comparing every kid every year, but we do have to have some sort of consensus here. Do you think your scores went up? Do you remember, did they go down? Or was this the year that we didn't take the test and we didn't have? That was the year we didn't take the test. However, I did use it the following year. Okay. And we did see a, a difference okay. in it. Um, kids that had not, we had, a, I want to say it was about 11 kids, which may not sound like a lot, but we had 11 kids that had never passed a star test before that actually passed. That's awesome. Being able to, to sort it very quickly. I wasn't spending 35 minutes, you know, in my first block trying to figure out who was doing what right. from honestly, the year prior when we were doing everything in paper, it was just super chaotic. Yeah. I mean, you have an eight foot stack of paper you're trying to go through. Or what if you don't have the right copies or right. enough copies and then you're, you're trying to I do pulled that. the wrong ones. I yeah. mean, all sorts of Story stuff. Story of my life. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. So now like looking ahead, now that we have been on year two of being one-to-one -one with devices mm -hmm. and students have gained a little bit more comfort and teachers have gained a little bit more familiarity with how to use these devices, would you recommend doing this for another teacher? Or if you were back in the math classroom, would you say, hey, this is how I want to do this because everyone is a little bit more comfortable with the technology side of it? I definitely would use it again. Um, I loved how it was set up. Like I said, it was set up for a week. So each week they got a brand new uh, digital notebook, if you will, and with different teaks on it. The end of the At the end of the week, I think we only did Monday through Thursday. And then on Fridays, we did a... They did a um, final K check quiz over all the teaks, and then we played games the second half. And they seemed to really enjoy it. They seemed to enjoy being able to take a test at the beginning 
and not have to do four different activities, yeah. but just have to complete one particular hands-on activity. I, I loved it. It freed up my soul, so to speak. <laughs> I mean, it, it saved so much time. Uh, wasn't spending all that time at the copy machine and was able to just get stuff done and, and answer questions, even from the kids that were working on their activities. They would come up and stand and just say, I just have one quick question. I could pause. You guys work on question three here at this table. I could answer this question. And then when they were done, we had a, and which I forgot to say earlier, I had a notebook that had the answer keys in it. And they were able to go once they showed me their paper was complete and grade their paper. And more times than not, they came up and asked, like, I missed question seven. I don't understand what I did. Bring me your stuff. Let's look at it. So I think it caused everybody to ask more questions. Yeah. We also did see, and I didn't say this before, an increase in the kids at the mastery level versus just the approaching level. And I think that comes back to giving them the freedom to really solidify what they know and what they don't know. Absolutely. That's what this whole education is about, right? For it's sure. Getting kids to grow from what they do know, but also as teachers to identify, hey, this is where I need to hone my craft and get mm -hmm. better at to make sure that our students are prepared for their next chapter. Okay. So I think one question that I have for you, and I just want the honest answer, how hard was it to create this entire process? And I want an honest answer, <laughs> not just the, oh, it's great. Everybody should go do it. But no, it, it was time consuming. Um, I actually created it the year prior to us using it. Okay. Uh, and the reason I did it was that having to link slides to slides to slides, I was very new at it. Mm -hmm. I actually had seen this particular digital notebook at a collaborative that we did here on our campus with Watauga Middle and us during one of the professional development days. And I thought, I just want to see what the digital notebook is like, because I have my kids keep up with a notebook anyway. So let's see what it looks like in digital form. I had to create it basically and send it to someone else to look at because I had just looked at it entirely too much. And so they would let me know if links were broken and things were broken. Preparing the, the front side of it was difficult. We had to um, PDF scan, I mean, like scan everything to put in the documents. So it, it was time consuming, but well worth it. Something that we've been able to use for multiple years and just tweak teeny tiny pieces of it, maybe change test questions or something like that. But I really enjoyed it. It's, it's worth, it was worth the effort, but it was, uh, it was a good three or four month process to put it together. Yeah. And I think everything usually is right. For but sure. I don't think for those listening, we don't have to make this the end all be all right now. I think this is just a component. We take little pieces and we help create it. And that's what the digital learning team is here for. We're here to help assist you with this and help you get started off on maybe a day or two days. And then from there, we can combine those into ultimately making a full digital notebook. Um, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up this interview with Kristen. Um, I just want you to know if you have any questions for Kristen, you are more than welcome to reach out to her. She'll get back sure. to you. You can reach out to me or any other digital learning team and we can get that to her. Um, but just want to thank Kristen for her time. And before we go, Kristen, do you have anything else you'd like to say? Not really. I think, I think we're pretty good. I've shared everything, but I appreciate y'all having me on today. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kristen. This call from the nest goes out to Deanna Stoltz, Melanie Rodriguez, Mirtha Brown, Amanda White, and Ashley Johnson, teachers at Watauga Elementary School. You guys were all really brave and took on Lumio and started using it immediately. Let us come in and do model lessons and asked all kinds of amazing questions. I cannot wait to see what you do next.
This is Ashley, and my call from the nest goes out to Hardeman Elementary for building a school in a day. They transformed from one campus to the other and now have Camp Hardeman over at Richland Elementary, and everyone did it with a smile on their face, and everybody was just so incredibly positive through the whole experience. The kids are very excited, and everybody is actually doing really, really well, and so we're so proud and so impressed with how everybody transitioned so quickly and so smoothly. Hey, this is Jeff Samuelson. Just wanted to shout out to Jessica Cowan at Holiday Heights for using Lumio to create a shout it out activity. She did this only after a couple of days of training. So proud of you. Thanks, Jessica. Hey, everybody. This is Ryan. This shout out goes to Casey Barnes at Watauga Middle School. She helped out tremendously with making our bond video and offered some great perspectives and ideas on how we can help incorporate more innovative technology into Birdville ISD. Hey, this is Charles. My nest call of the week goes to Melanie Kuyat at Richland High School. She did an amazing job at our roadshow last week. She submitted 10 different activities. Uh, all of them were amazing, uh, great ways to uh, encourage some student creativity in their classroom or in her classroom. Uh, I am super excited. I am hoping that she wins it all. Thanks, Melanie. We just want to say thank you to all of you that have joined us for this episode of the BirdCast. Just a reminder, click that subscribe button wherever you are uh, following us and listening to our podcast so that you can be updated when a new episode drops, which happens often. Also remember, if you need any help or are curious about anything that we do as a team, reach out to us on Twitter at Birdville Nest, and we'll be happy to connect with you and keep you updated. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time.